Jesus. Who cares about looking back? Who cares about a highway when you're on the right track? I'm never going to look back. I made up my mind. I got too much invested to ever lose my time. I've been through. That dragged me down. Bright lights and voices calling me, saying, Turn your life around. But when Jesus found me, all those chains fell off of me. Over the 
just worship him again. That's, that's a good feeling. That's a good feeling in the house. That's a good feeling in the house. Praise God. Every time that, uh, every time Sister Howard sings that song, and I remember back to the day that the doctor said that she had cancer, that was a long road. That was uh, that was a trial, and uh, but I seen that lady come to church every Sunday, every Wednesday, and uh, I'd see her dragging to dragging to church. She'd just have a chemo treatment that Wednesday day, and she'd come in white as a ghost, and she'd get on that organ, and she'd start playing, and she'd be weak. But all of a sudden, the anointing would hit her. Amen. And she was bound and determined. She said, Devil, you're not getting this, old girl. <laughs> you got to make up in your mind in life. I'm not going to go down. I'm not going down. And by the help and the grace of God, by the inspiration of congregations. Amen. She can share testimonies across the nation. Amen. You can conquer cancer through Jesus Christ. You can whip hepatitis C. You can overcome diabetes by the blood of the Lamb. I've got I've got too many testimonies and too many miles to see what the Lord has done. But there's a great atmosphere in this place today, isn't there? I'm telling you, we are not going to we are not going to keep you long today. We are going to go directly to the word of the Lord. And may I say this right now, and as we travel over the last 30 years, I want to say thank you to this church for having a awesome church and and if I lived in this area this is definitely the church that I would be going to because I could be saved my family could be saved in this church yes they could you could be saved in this church as you know you're about to go into a building program to increase the housing facility for the congregation amen but I do want to give honor to that man and that woman over there for their leadership. Amen. Do you appreciate Brother and Sister Brown? 
I can't stress it. Love your pastor, pastor's wife. Be loyal to them. The churches are under attack. Christianity is under attack. Amen. But the saints of God and the ministry will rally to the cause. I'm going to direct your attention to the book of Acts. Amen. Kyle was, uh, uh, when he pulled up with us, and I told him. Now, it's an honor for Kyle to be with us because he doesn't travel with us all the time. And uh, But I told him, I said, son, you got to come to this church because it's a rocking church. I mean, you're really going to like the music. And uh, so it's an honor for him to be with us today. And as we were pulling up, he goes, oh, yeah, this is a cool church. There's a cute chick that goes there. <laughs> Praise God. I'm telling all boy, that's all right. <laughs> Praise God. With Jesus and cute chicks, our young men will be saved. Yes. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm really going to get in trouble for that one right there when I get home. Praise God. Amen. Book of Acts. Amen. Chapter number 10. Amen. I'm going to use this as a springboard today. I feel that there are a lot of needs in the building today. We've been working hard and we're going to be pushing hard. Amen. Uh, for uh, the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. And uh, we've been knocking on doors, making phone calls. And those are the seeds that are being planted even next Wednesday and Saturday. A lot of activities. Amen. Now, I'm a visitor here, and we definitely invite you back to hear our pastor preach. If you're a visitor here, your first time here. Amen. And we do want you to visit with him. But uh, we are going to be having an altar service in just a few moments. And an altar service is where people come and they pray. Uh, for many needs, and uh, there's many needs in the house today, and that is the conclusion. The, f- the reading of God's Word and the preaching of God's Word is to inspire your faith. Amen. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing of the Word of the Lord. And we are going to inspire your faith and build your faith where that you feel like, you know what, that can happen for me. That can happen for me. And that's what the preaching of God's Word is all about. And so to our visitors, the reason I'm saying this, because my directions is towards our visitors, we want to give you first opportunity as we have this altar call. So we will be calling you up with us, and it's not, it's not about joining a church or anything like that. We just want to give you the opportunity to pray and for me to pray with you. And then the saints of God of this congregation, because the altar space is so small, amen, we want our visitors... To, to be able to come and pray and uh, seek the Lord. And then uh, the saints of this assembly will come and we'll all gather together for about uh, five or ten minutes of prayer afterwards and just let the Lord have his work. Amen. And, uh, and that's what it's all about. Now, if you've never had, I was raised a Catholic. Uh, this is, uh, uh, I wasn't raised in this type of atmosphere of worshiping and things like that. And if this is all new to you, don't worry. Amen. Uh, Just participate with us. We don't want anyone to be afraid. We are going to be praying with people to get the Holy Ghost. So the ushers are going to lock the door right now. And nobody is leaving. It's not like that. There is no purple Kool-Aid up here for you to drink. Praise God. Hallelujah. You're in safe. You're safe. Praise God. Amen. I remember when I first got in church, I had long, long hair. I had long, really, I had hair. I'm telling the truth. I, I, I had long hair, and I walked in the church. I had just seen Led Zeppelin. I'm old school now. Led Zeppelin, Judas Priest, Ted Nugent, and Oakland Coliseum. 
And it was a rough week, to, uh, to say the least. But I remember on that Sunday, I was invited to a revival service, and they were singing and, 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 and running like that. Well, I had just left that concert, and I said, well, man, this is a concert, too. And I just started, I mean, long hair and everything, just started running around the church and jumping. And I didn't even have the Holy Ghost or anything. I didn't think. And she thought I was weird because she was on the organ. She says, he's weird, praise God. Long-haired, burnout guy. And I remember uh, getting so lost, you know. I'm ADD, and, and, and I'm hyper, and I've got the Holy Ghost. So what a combination, man. And I remember dancing, Brother Brown, and with the congregation. I was just dancing with everybody else that had the Holy Ghost. And I went against the wall, and they had curtains, and I got caught in the curtains, and I tore the curtains off the wall. It's just... Hallelujah. Hey, mazel tov. <laughs> Praise God. Acts chapter number, what did I say, 19? Praise God. Amen. Verse number, no, I said 10, didn't I? Yeah. Just making sure you were listening. Verse number 44. And while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them which heard the word. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished as many as came with Peter, because on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. And they heard them speak with tongues, and they magnified God. Then answered Peter, Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Ghost as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. And they prayed him, they him to tarry certain days. I want you to go to chapter 19 also, and I'll begin with verse number 1. Acts chapter number 19, I'm just going to throw this into, amen, verse number 1. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul having passed through the upper coast of Ephesus and finding certain folks there, he said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be a Holy Ghost. We don't even know what the Holy Ghost is. And uh, Paul said unto them, Unto what then were ye baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. And then Paul said, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. And when they heard these things, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus and when Paul laid hands on them, the Holy Ghost came upon them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. Amen. By the help of the Lord, we want to just talk to you about, amen, it's the real thing, baby. <laughs> I like that old song, ain't nothing but the real thing, baby. Oh, he's already picking it up right there. Amen. And the reason I'm putting that thing in there, because it's your thing, amen, because uh, this weekend is the birthday of B.B. King. He's 81 years old. And I thought to myself, he sings the thrill is gone. Well, ever since I got the Holy Ghost, I still got my thrill. Praise God. Amen. Would you clap your hands to the Lord right now? And would you just say something special? Amen to the Lord that you want to have happen for you today. In Jesus' name, let the Holy Ghost fall here in this, just the next few moments, God. And we'll be careful to give you praise. Amen. You may be seated. Clap your hands because our visitors are special to us. Clap your hands for our visitors right now.
Praise God. Amen. Speaking to you from the outside in, not being raised in this Pentecostal way. Amen. Being raised a Catholic, going to Catholic school. Amen. Being in an orphanage for a year and a half. There, the only thing that I ever knew about God was through Catholicism. And by practicing Catholicism, it gave me an entrance into uh, maybe any type of understanding about God. It was that I knew by that there was a God, there was a Bible. But I had no idea that there was something even deeper and greater called the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. It was in 1979, amen, that I walked into a church just like this. And it was, as I expressed to you just a few moments moments ago, the excitement, the singing, the charge, the energy, amen, the cute girls, hey, praise God, amen, that was in the service, it got my attention real quick, and I remember for the first time going forward, amen, being raised with all kinds of ideas about God, that I raised my hands for the first time in a church service, and I remember as I raised my hands, amen, everybody was worshiping God, amen. Everybody was just uh, uh, having a good time. One guy was dragging this arm saying, let go, let go. Another one was saying, hang on, hang on. Another guy had his hands on my back. I grabbed my wallet. I didn't know what to do. Amen. But I'm telling you, something got a hold of me. Hey, did it happen for you? Do you remember the first time that you got the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Is there a witness in this house that you can think back to what you were and what you are now? Aren't you glad you're not a smoker, a joker, a toker, a midnight rambler, a gambler, that God turned your life around, put you on the solid ground? Somebody give God some praise for what he's done for you. If he saved you from alcohol, would you just stand to your feet and clap your hands and give God some praise if alcohol was your chain and ball? If you were that nicotine-smoking fiend with yellow fingers and yellow teeth, amen, but God gave you a new smoke, amen, would you stand to your feet and say, God, you took it away. I couldn't do it by myself. Amen. Now, let me talk to you drug addicts, ex-drug addicts that you used to smoke marijuana, amen, or maybe pop some pills to make you feel high or low, amen, praise God. Aren't you glad today that you're not popping pills to get you through another day? Would you stand to your feet if you would, come on now, come on now. How about ex-heroin addicts or crackheads or speed freaks or Betty poppers? Amen. Hey, I'm telling you, amen, what about those of you that were sad in life and depressed and your parents left you by the wayside like me? Amen. You came from a divorced home and you don't know who your daddy is and you sure are ashamed of what your mama was, but here you are in God's house and you got a beautiful family and you got a heavenly father with some Somebody raise their hands up and say, thank you, Jesus, for what he's done for you. Oh, somebody help me now. 
And I think those are great testimonies of those of us that were hound dogs and lowdowns and dirty uh, 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 folks that were just lost in a world of cesspool of sin because we didn't know any better. But I do want to give some special praise and acclamations to folks that have never drank alcohol and never done drugs and never smoked and toked and went to the clubs. Would you just stand to your feet right now? Amen. Like Sister Howard and brother and Sister Brown. Those are the folks that I say, my God, I'd sure like to be like you. Oh, somebody give God some praise. What I'm trying to show you, it doesn't matter, amen, if you've been a wild wooly booger, wooly booly, wooly booly, wooly booly. Amen. I don't care if you've been raised in church with the Pope with no hope and taking dope. Amen. All I care about, you could have been raised on a church pew, or you could have been a snot-nosed kid running the streets in the gang. Everybody's got to come to Jesus somewhere, sometime in their life. Amen. I feel sometimes like the songwriter when we put our barriers around each other because of our race or our culture or where we've been. You're a northerner. You're a southerner. You're a, amen. Whatever it is, I feel like that songwriter. Why can't we be friends? <laughs> Hello. Turn around and tell someone you're my friend today. Amen. When we go through life and we've been hurt and discouraged and we've seen a lot of things, when I talk to folks that are over the age of 50 and 60 and 70 and I ask them, amen, how bad that they see that the world's getting, there's a deep respect that I have for them that they've seen a whole lot. Amen. Grass is something you used to walk on, but now it's something we want to legalize. Hello. 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 Come on, all you marijuana ex-tokers. I know you want to legalize it for medicine purposes. Praise God. But we are living in such a whacked out society. Amen. And things are just so crazy. And then we have broken homes. And I don't, I'm not going to have you raise your hands to ask you who comes from a broken home. Amen. But so many of us have come from dysfunctional families that I would even be surprised that some of you don't even speak to some of your relatives anymore because of the hurts and the shames and the difficulties. And I wouldn't even begin to ask some of you about some of your family members that are on drugs or that are incarcerated or that are mixed up. And we have a whole baggage and whole closets full of, amen, of skeletons. And even some of us that we would be ashamed if they were to start reading the testimonies of, of things gone by. But I will tell you this, amen, that Jesus amen, nullified all of that and he made it clean and he said, I forgive them and that's why I'm dying because everybody's got some problems and we all got to come to the close. Somebody help me right now. 
Nobody's better than anybody in this building. Amen. Some of these folks you see with ties and, and nice suits on. Amen. You wouldn't have shook their hand a few years ago. Amen. Some of these nice ladies that you see singing and praising God. Amen. You wouldn't have wanted, amen, to be around some of these ladies. Amen. But let me tell you something. When we come in contact with Jesus Christ, old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Is there anybody that understands that Jesus has really done something for me. Would you clap your hands on your own and give God some praise? I remember working with Jeremy, amen, the Jehovah Witness. Amen. That he was uh, there convincing me as we began to converse about scriptures. And I remember Jeremy. Amen. A good young man. Amen. A friend of mine that we worked together. And uh, as uh, he came to a church service with me and I went to uh, the kingdom hall with him, uh, I watched Jeremy as he grabbed the backs of the pews as people started tapping their feet uh, and clapping their hands. uh, And all of a sudden, Jeremy, amen, got to looking around. He got a big smile on his face. He says, do you do this every Sunday? I said, you better believe it, baby. Amen. It wasn't too long that I led Jeremy down to the altar, and Jehovah Witness Jeremy had his hands in the air. Amen. And was praising God. And I said, Jeremy, all you have to do, amen, is just transfer that love and devotion where you give into the name Jehovah and start saying the name Jesus. And Jeremy began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave somebody give God some praise for what I'm talking about here. Or what about... Tim and Pam Hopkins, amen, that we used to horse around with horses a few years ago. And old Tim was a great young man, amen, working on Tomahawk uh, helicopters, Black Hawk helicopters with the National Guard. And I invited Tim to come to church with me. He said, well, you know, I'm a devout Mormon. I said, that's all right, man. Amen. I just want you to come and visit with us. And as Tim and Pam walked in the back door wearing matching black shirts with flame and a flame is coming down, a big old belt buckle, amen, with a horse on it, cowboy boots, amen, wrangler jeans tied up. He had his Stutson on with his handlebar mustache, and they sat in the service, and I told him to throw a couple country gospel songs in there, amen, to make them feel good. But it wasn't too long that Tim came down to the front with me, and he raised his hands, amen, and that Mormon boy, amen, was speaking in tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance and Sister Pam got the Holy Ghost, and three of their kids got the Holy Ghost. Hey, somebody, it's for everybody! I'll never forget when Manuel came to church. Manuel was going to seminary. Amen. They told him to go to every different church that you can and give us a summary of facts, what's going on, because he was going to be a priest. And I remember watching old Manuel in the back seat, amen, of the pew and taking notes. I went back there. I talked to him. I said, well, why sit in the cheap seats? Why don't you come up front, amen, and really see it going on? We were working in the altars. I had Manuel come with me as I lay 
hands on folks and they started speaking to them. I say, stay with me, man. I laid hands on another one. He's taking notes as fast as he can. Amen. I laid hands on somebody else. I said, man, amen. you've been seeing it happening. Amen. But why don't you put your pad down? Amen. Why don't you experience for yourself? Amen. Go back to seminary and tell them what you saw and you heard and you received. Amen. And it'll be an A plus. I promise you. Amen. Oh, Manuel raised his hands up. He said, I'm not sure how to do this. I said, well, it's not a silent prayer. You just open your mouth and begin to praise God. I laid hands on Manuel's head. And as I laid hands on his head, Manuel, the priest of Bia, was speaking in tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. And Manuel is a United Pentecostal preacher. Amen. Today. Preaching in Alabama and Brother Sutton's church. Amen. A good Baptist preacher came out to the revival because he was curious about the Holy Ghost. Amen. He came forward. Amen. He got the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. He went back to his Baptist congregation and started preaching about the Holy Ghost. The elders kicked him out because they don't believe in that stuff around here. And that young preacher, Baptist preacher, said, That's all right. I'll start church across the street. Amen. And start preaching. Guess what? He's a preacher, Pentecostal. Amen. Right now. Somebody understand. It's for everybody. Everywhere. It's for everybody. Clap your hands to the Lord. Praise God. I've seen doctors. I've seen lawyers. I've seen Methodists and Presbyterians. I've seen the down and out. I've seen all kinds of folks receive the Holy Ghost because God never intended for His experience to be just religious. He never intended it for it just to be a church service. And I like our church services. But there is something about, amen, the infilling of God's Spirit that takes your life and all of a sudden gives you direction like you've never had. Clap your hands if you're still with me right now. I remember being in service, and there was an 87-year-old granny, amen, that sat back a ways. And I went back, and I said, Grandma, would you, would you like to receive the Holy Ghost? And she said, Well, I really need a healing instead, though. <laughs> I said, well, Grandma, come on up here, and we'll, we'll, we'll pray for both. And I remember walking that 87-year-old lady up to the front. Amen. And then we put her in a chair because her legs was weak. I laid hands on that little old gray head, bluish gray hair. Amen. As she sat there that minute, little Grandma started speaking in tongues. As the Spirit gave the utterance, a little glitter in her eye, she just reared her head back speaking in tongues. 87 years old, and she had a lot of ideas. And has got a lot of miles on that woman. Amen. But she smiled, speaking in tongues. And I went to walk away. And I said, hey, she got the Holy Ghost. As I was walking away, and she pulled my jacket. She said, now what about my healing? Praise God. We began to pray with her. Amen. I am telling everyone in this building right now. Amen. The Holy Ghost is for everybody. I said it's for everybody. 
Not only, amen, is it the infilling of the Holy Ghost, but let me just give you a few testimonies to get you to understand how powerful my God is. When we were in the altar service, amen, a sister had come up and to be prayed for. I had no idea what was going on in her life, but I will paraphrase, amen, uh, what she said to me. Praise God. Everyone say praise the Lord while I get my Bible. Praise the Lord. This is my testimony. Last June, I had went to the doctor, and I was experiencing a lot of pain in my upper and lower body. The doctors had told me, uh, as the wind blows my paper here, I want to read her testimony. I had all the symptoms of urinary cancer, and I asked him how serious it was, and he said my best option for me was to have a, a, a operation and remove all of my lower female parts. If I hadn't done this as soon as possible, Death might be uh, uh, my only other option. She goes in to start telling about all her symptoms uh, that she had. And then the other thing that was going on, her second health issue was uh, that the diagno uh, uh, diagnosed her, amen, with a large tumor in her left chest. Uh, amen. The tumor was approximately the size of an orange, uh, and it was a lump visible, and you can see it and feel it. Amen. I went Sunday night in November. Brother and Sister Howard was preaching. I went through the prayer line. Amen. As I went through the prayer line, and now I prayer phrase. Amen. The power of God hit me. She ran to the prayer room. She grabbed a sister by the hand. She says, I need you to come with me right now. She grabbed the sister. They ran into the prayer room. She says, I want you to feel this right here. And the sister began to feel around. She says, I don't feel anything. She says, that's what I thought. Amen. It's God. Can I preach to you just a minute here? He can heal cancer. He he can heal tumors. There's something about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That, oh. Amen. When Maurice was coming through the aisles, as we began to pray for Maurice, amen, nobody knew that he had taken two tests working for Gallo Winery. And they said, if you come back a test negative or positive again, you have hepatitis C, and we're going to have to discharge you because you can't work here. He went through the prayer line. He said, Brother Howard, I haven't told anybody because I'm embarrassed. My job's on the line. We pray with Maurice. Amen. He went that week to get the test. Amen. He came back to the revival service the next week. He had the doctor's report. He said, Brother Howard, I'm just so excited. Doctor came and told me they read the report twice. Amen. And they knew that I had it, but it came up negative. I can only tell you it's by the blood. I wish an apostolic would get ready in about the next three minutes to get your faith in gear and understand it's real. It's the real thing, baby. It's a real thing. We are not just talking about a, a uh, uh, plastic Jesus, a, a Jesus on your dashboard, a, a Jesus on your bumper sticker, or a Jesus behind a, a cathedral windows. Uh, there's a supernatural experience uh, called the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Uh, I wish someone would get it ready with their faith right now. Brother Brown. Brother Brown was at the service. 
Amen. A man came up to me and said, Brother Howard, I was in one of your altar services. I said, yes. He said, I had lost my job six months. No work. I sat back on the pew, discouraged. I wasn't a worshiper. I wasn't one that was involved. I've been raised around this, but I thought, my God. Amen. Here I am, and I don't have a job. I got to encouraging folks and building faith. And then all of a sudden, he said, why not? Amen. He walked down to the front. Amen. I had no idea what he wanted. I just prayed with him, but I was encouraging folks. I had a line for folks that need the Holy Ghost, folks that needed healing, and folks that needed financial things. I laid hands on him. That was it. He didn't shake, buck, fall down. Amen. He didn't do nothing. Amen. He came to me at the men's meeting at Brother Coopley's. He said, Brother Howard, you may not remember me, but I went up to that altar with that testimony. Amen. I want you to know that week, amen, I got a job. I have been working for the last four months. I'm making more money than when I got fired from that other job. And I just want to tell you, I don't sit on the pew anymore, but I clap my hands and I thank God every day for what he's done for me. Hey, somebody, you may as well use this thing because it's real. It's real. It's real. Give somebody a high five right now and tell them this Jesus is real. When Cornelius came to Peter and he wanted this something from God, he was religious. Cornelius, the 10th chapter of the book of Acts, he was religious. He gave alms. He feared God, but he wanted something more from God. And I can't take an experience away from anybody of going to church or reading your Bible, but there definitely is a difference. I call the baptism of the Holy Ghost. When you get it, it does something to you. Somebody say man. In the book of Acts chapter number 19, there were some folks that didn't know anything about the Holy Ghost. He said, how are you baptized? Well, I've been following John's baptism. I've been going to this particular church and this way of things. He said, well, have you found out about the Holy Ghost? He says, I don't even know what the Holy Ghost is about. And Paul began to preach to them and encourage them. And he laid hands on them and they began to speak in tongues. And I'm telling you, today somebody else is going to get the Holy Ghost. Praise God. I feel so good right now. I said I feel so good right now. I could go through testimony after testimony after testimony, but I'm hungry. I could go two pages of folks that have received the Holy Ghost. 13,000 people have received the Holy Ghost over the last 30 years in America with me and Sister Howard. Someone say praise the Lord. Amen. Being in Ethiopia, I already told you about it. 120,000 people at a crusade of 500,000 received the Holy Ghost. It's been something that we have tried to cultivate as we travel. It's nothing about us by no means. I am least among anybody. But I do understand the gift, and I'm not afraid to put that gift out there. I'm not afraid to glorify God. I'm not afraid to say Jesus does heal. Jesus does supply. Jesus does answer prayer. I like what happened in Brother 
Size Church three weeks ago when that sister gave that last $23 that she had. Amen. And she was struggling, but we took a seed offering. Amen. And we, she gave me that $23. Why? Because she was getting kicked out of her apartments. You know, Section 8 type thing. Amen. She had those kids. It just, she exhausted all that. She says, all I have is this $23, and that's all that I have. Amen. But I'm going to trust God for it. She put it in that offering. Brother Size texts me, and she says, guess what Sister Brown happened? <laughs> her name happened to be Sister Brown. Amen. She put that money in that offering. Amen. One of the workers came out and said, you know what? Amen. We are going to move you from this place into some other apartments. It was a one-bedroom that she was living in. Now she's got two-bedroom. They lowered the rent for her. Hello. Hello. You may not think that's a big thing when you're driving your car and you're drinking your little uh, uh, cappuccino, but for this mama and these babies, that was a big step of faith. I'm telling you, my God is able. My God is able. My God. you just say that with me right now? My God is able. My God is able. My God is able. Hold on now. Here's what we're going to do. Amen. That young lady is going to take that man by the hand. Take him by the hand. Come on. Praise God. Hey, hey, hey. Come on, I want you to stand over here. Praise God. Is it? Do you go to church here? Good, praise God. I want you to stand right here. Praise God. Amen. I want you to take him by the hand. Come on, and then I want you guys to come on out. Praise God. Come on, yeah! Come on. Would you, would you take those ladies by the hand? Sir, would you like to come up? Would you like to come and pray? Come on. Come on, stand up. Y'all better move back a little bit. Praise God. Y'all better move back a little bit. That's right. Praise God. Get him up front. Oh, this is going to be so good. Amen. You ready? Praise God. I'm going to start back here because we, we're going to start back here. All right. Take that young man by the hand. Take him by the hand. Ah, that's right. Oh, then take her by the hand. I just pray that he don't get in a car wreck on the way home. Praise God. Amen. Go stand up front. Praise God. Want to take me by the hand? Would you like to take that man by the hand? Take it. Yeah, come on. Praise God. Come on. Come on up here. Praise God. I just want some of our friends and family members to get up close here. Praise God. That's right. Stand right there. Praise God. I feel like Bob Barker. Praise God. Come on down. How are you doing? It's good to see you coming down here. Amen. All family folks here. Family folks here. Go to church here. You go to church here or you visit her? What's that? When's the last time you spoke in tongues? What was that?
come up. All right, I know you're living in sorrow. I know you're living in sorrow. All right. What about this lady right here? This one right here. Yeah, huh? Come on down. Oh, come on. Don't make, come just take them on down. Come on down. Would you like to come down and pray? Take the baby by the hand. Come on. Come on. Praise God. All right. She's nervous. She's saying, don't let him get me. Don't let him get me. Don't let him get me. Praise God. Would you like to come down front and pray, sir? Would you like to come down? Come on, Mama. Come on. Praise God. All right. I think I got it. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. Everybody take two steps forward, please. Praise God. Amen. Now, the rest of you that would like to pray, would you come stand behind these? Come on. Praise God. We only got about five or ten more minutes. Don't worry. Praise God. Amen. Come on down. Some people, you know, it's you know, it's funny. You know what? People go to church and then when you ask them to pray, say, "No, I don't want to pray." Well, why'd you come to church? That that that's like standing in line to get fast food and they say, "Can I take your order?" Nope, I'm just standing here. Here's your sign. Praise God. Right? I mean, this is the place where you should pray. I said, "This is the my house shall be called a house of." Why not take advantage? No, I, I'll pray back here. I'll stay in my misery. I'll stay in my dilemma. I'll stay in my hopeless life. Amen. Because, you know, I don't want to go forward. I don't want to be pulled out. Amen. No, what you really want to do, you are a victim of your circumstances. And you're happy to be in that misery because it's been so bad and you don't know how to get out. But someone's going to say, I'm going to change. Something's going to happen in my life. Hallelujah. Now, here's what we're going to do. And we don't, we just hope, amen, that you'll open your heart and mind to what's about to take place. Now, again, amen, this might be different for some of you. Amen. Maybe you've never come forward into a church like this, or maybe someone's manipulated, or you had a bad experience when you were a child, or you have your own religion and your own ideas about God. And uh, the, some people might have their ideas like the great mothership is going to come and take us all away. You know what I'm talking about. Area 51, folks. Hello, 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 hello. Get off that conspiracy stuff, all right? World's, the world's terrible, period. Amen. But what we are really looking for, amen. Jesus said this, amen. He said, I'm going to send back my spirit. I'm going to send back my spirit, and it's going to help you in life. I appreciate just having the Bible. I appreciate just having the church. It is a facilitating vehicle whereby preachers preach the gospel. Amen. And there's a collective community of people. But he never intended for it just to be a club. Amen. What he said, I will pour out my spirit. I want my spirit in you. I don't want religion in you. I don't want a church in you. I don't want you to preach in religion. I want to put my spirit in you through an experience called the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And you're going to know. And it's going to lead and guide you. Hey, listen, I know. I was 
a Catholic. I know what it's like to kneel down. I know what it's like to take communion. I know what it's like to go to the Church of the Nazarene and the Baptist Church and the Presbyterian Church. I'm not casting stones. I just know the religious exercise. But I was hungry. I was looking. And I'm telling you, when I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues, something got a hold of me. Something changed my life. Now, it doesn't it did not make me a square. It did not make me weird. I'm still cool. You know, people think when you get the Holy Ghost, you know, you got to do all these rules and regulations, you know. You know, you got to... We become robots. No! Amen. That Holy Spirit that comes in you, the Bible, Jesus says, it'll lead and guide you into all truth. So many, so many of us make so many mistakes, but that Holy Ghost will say, hey, turn left. Don't go that way. Praise God. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Now, does it make us perfect? Um, let me look around and see if there's anybody perfect. Well, there's almost one. Uh, an angel. <laughs> Getting points right there. Praise God. Hallelujah. None of us are perfect. We all got hang-ups. We all got little things in our minds and our hurts and our divorces and our parents and all that. I'm not a Christian psychologist. Amen. Praise God. I pastored 17 years. Amen. I used to tell him, take two aspirins, go pray. Praise God. Hallelujah. But I will tell you this. There's something about the Holy Ghost that can help you. That can really begin to minister to you. Now, I wasn't so concerned about the happy, happy, happy today because I felt the heaviness of people that have some real needs in the building and some real hurts. And let me tell you, never let life get you bitter. If there's anything I can say right now, amen, to get you to this spot right now, don't let life get you bitter. Things can get you bitter. Divorces. I don't know why I keep popping on that. Divorces can make you bitter. Broken marriages can make you bitter. Not the love of a parental guidance in your life can make you bitter. You can just go through life so angry. Amen. But I will tell you this. That's where he says, my peace I give you. My peace I'm going to give you. And I will tell you this. And I know we capitalize on the party of life. You just want to be happy. You just want to shout. Even as Pentecost, we just want the joy. We just, I'm telling you what. I will take peace over anything. Because I can shout my way right out that door. Amen. And still face the same old junk I face all the time. But I wanted to be able to look at life and look at surroundings around me with the peace of God that says, everything's going to be all right. And one of the worst things that you can feel in life is lonely. Lonely. You know, the last thing that Jesus felt on the cross was what? Lonely. 
I mean, drugs, alcohol, all, you can talk about all that stuff you want. But there's no worse taskmaster than being alone. You talk to a homeless person out there right now. Amen. You got a quarter? You got a dime? Amen. You got a dollar? Amen. Sister Howard uses that reverse psychology before they come to her. She says, you have a dollar? Times are rough. Amen. But if you talk to any person, you'll find whether they're drinking a martini and amen, and their Maserati's being warmed up down in the garage. Amen. And their life is miserable. Or that person that's just trying to find that shelter. You know, it's loneliness. Jesus felt alone on the cross. That's why he said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? The last thing he ever felt before he died was alone. And some of you, I feel that heaviness, amen, that you're needing that peace of God on you, help you through those tough times. Let me tell you, you're not alone. Amen. When you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, there is such an abiding friend that is with you. That in the darkest, toughest times that you could go through, you say, well, you know what? I don't need God. I don't need prayer. I don't need this. Well, get on with your bad self. Take the world by the tail. You'll be knocking on the door again. Because we've been there. Can I have a witness out there? Even some of us that are Pentecostals. Amen. Let me tell you, it's not easy. I would rather be with a group of people like this standing at an altar on a Sunday morning. Amen. Saying, God, help me. Than to be out there with my pride and ego thinking I'm going to make it on my own. Amen. I'd rather have brothers and sisters and a God that loves me. Is somebody out there that understands this? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray with folks in just a few moments here. Some of you we're not going to be able to pray for. Some of you will have needs. Amen. But I want this church to know something. This is a lighthouse. And thank God for your pastor that we're building a bigger building because hundreds are going to come. Hundreds are talking about. Some of you got some financial needs here. Praise God. Raise your hand. Praise God. That's it. I know. No, I mean to just say something about financial needs, okay? Financial needs are not, it's a two way street. Those of you that are just praying for financial needs, it's just not a gimme, gimme, gimme. Amen. It's a give and you get. Amen. It's a give and you get. If you're really serious about God today, and it's not for us because we're not soliciting anything. It's a seed faith offering. If you really are in a situation where you're financially in a bind, amen, then you give today. Amen. You can put it up around the altar, do whatever, and then we'll use it just for the evangelism and things like that. But it's your faith that's saying, now, God, I need out of this situation. Amen. I don't have time to go into the testimonies of people. But it's not just coming up here and saying, I'm going to pull God's arm and it's all going to come up cherries. It don't work that way. Amen. You want to get out of financial debt, you give your way out of financial debt. Praise God. So those of you that are struggling financially, but believe God for that miracle as you give. Now, some of you are needing healing today. Amen. Now, there's a difference between healings and miracles. Miracles happen instantaneously. I've seen some of the wildest things happen. Amen. 
I've never seen personally anybody raised from the dead. I've seen blind eyes open, arms made out straight. I've seen a lot of these cancers, hearts, things like that. Amen. But I've been close to when we was in Africa. Amen. In the next villages far away that there was somebody that was raised from the dead. I want to be there. Amen. And so I'm believing God that somehow that that type of faith will hit America. But, oh, God, don't bring us to our knees to make us have that kind of faith. Amen. God forbid another 9-11 would happen. Amen. But, oh, God, get us back into being humble where we're not drawn by just so much entertainment that it strips us of our faith. Amen. Let's rely on God a little bit more, all right? Praise God. All right, listen. Have you ever spoken tongues? Never have. No, you haven't. Well, today you're going to speak in tongues today. Amen. Are you Hawaiian? Hawaii. I was in Hawaii. I preached in Hawaii. Honolulu, don't you want to go? Praise God. You've never received the Holy Ghost either? Right? Yes, yes. Amen. Well, that's what we're going to do today. We're going to pray. Now, she's going to get it. And if you've had it, we're going to renew it today. Is that all right? Praise. What's that? You have to quit smoking. Well, guess what? Praise God. All right. All right. Well, we'll pray with that for you, okay? Because you don't want to smoke no more, right? Praise God. I know you've been smoking so long. Amen. How many believes that God will help her over her cigarettes right now? Show. Let it happen. You ever spoken in tongues before? Never have. Is this your first time here? Your second time. Are you enjoying yourself? Where are you from? Nigeria. I was traveling in West and East Africa. Amen. Maybe we'll go on vacation, okay? We'll talk about it after church. All right. You know, I would live in Africa, but you know why I don't live there? No Walmart, no Home Depot, you know? If they had that, I would live there right now. Praise God. But today... You're going to receive the Holy Ghost, too. You love God. I've seen the glow on your face about it. But today's going to be her great day. Someone say, praise the Lord. Is this all right, Pastor? Amen. Praise God. What's your name? Huh? Dane? Praise God. That's a beautiful name. Is this your first time here? Have you ever received the Holy Ghost before? Never have? Are you raised Catholic? Around Catholicism? No? Just been a good... just. Whatever. Praise God. Amen. What are you, 19? 20. Praise God. All right. Is that your friend? Did she invite you? She's a good friend to invite you here. Well, listen, today you're going to get the Holy Ghost, okay? I don't want you to be afraid, but today you're going to get the Holy Ghost. Are you excited about that? All right. All right. Now, do you folks come to church here all the time? No? Is your first time? Praise God. Do you go to a church where they raise their hands like this? Have you ever been to a church like this? Praise God. Have you been raised Catholic or uh, Presbyterian, Mormon or terrorist or, I mean, uh, whatever. Praise God. Got you to smile first time. Praise God. I finally cracked him. Hallelujah. I got smiling to smile. Praise God. <laughs> my God, you about killed me through the whole service, man. <laughs> Praise God. I was going to stand on my head like Cal Worthington. Praise God. I'll stand on my head to make you smile and get the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Hey, hey, let me tell you about church services. Take it easy, huh? Praise God. Just relax. Don't think so. Well, I'm going to pray with y'all. Amen. I like like to pray that you get the Holy Ghost. Like I said, I was raised Catholic, and I remember getting the Holy Ghost, and it was like, boom. I've traveled around the world three times, amen, since I've had the Holy Ghost. And I quit school with 1.5 
five credits. That's terrible, elder, huh? Going to high school, 12th grade, and they said, Mr. Howard, hey amen, you have 1.5 credits. How do you want to end this year? <laughs> Let me think about it. <laughs> Praise God. Thank God Jesus found me. Or I'd be with Charlie and Corcoran. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. Praise God. Sister Harry, did you give up? Oh, they, they pulled the court out. Isn't that just like life? Sometimes they pull the court out from underneath you. But aren't you glad Jesus can plug it back in? Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. We don't need music. Is this your church? You go here all the time? Talking in tongues? Come on, that's like going to the uh, like to the to the bakery and not tasting. Praise God. So today you're going to get the Holy Ghost. All right, all right, all right. Now you've had the Holy Ghost. I know, but we've been missing you. Come here, come here, come here. Don't cry me out. Oh. Amen. Look at me. When I was talking about loneliness, you knew what I was talking about, huh? And I don't want to embarrass you with that. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. But you know what's going to happen for you today? Amen. You, just go, you know, it's like, it's like playing baseball. Amen. You serve God. You're on first base. You lead off a little bit. And the devil's always trying to throw you out. You tag back in every once in a while. Amen. All right. She's speaking in tongues right now. God, take care of this family situation right now, God. In the name of Jesus, I put a hedge around her life, around her husband, kids. In the name of Jesus, what the devil's trying to destroy in this woman's life, get your hands away from her. She's a child. Somebody better plug in with authority right now. She's a child of God. And don't you get bitter. Don't you get bitter with Oh, somebody clap their hands to the Lord. That's how fast it happens. That's how fast it happens right there. Amen. I want you to give her a hug. That's Jesus right there. I don't go around hugging ladies, but I'm telling you, hey, somebody's walking in the house to lift you up today and encouraging you. Praise God. Hold on. I got to hurry. I can do this all day. Praise God. You folks are going to receive the Holy Ghost just like she did, speaking in tongues. Don't be worried. You're going to receive it today. Praise God. Have you ever received the Holy Ghost? Praise God. But the baby, praise God. We're going to pray. Don't be nervous. I'm going to pray with you. Have you folks ever received the Holy Ghost before? You, you think you have? Well, good. Amen. We're going to pray together. Amen. And when we pray together, you know, and you don't got to be afraid of it. You just... 
Raise your hands and it comes on you. Amen. And it'll happen for you. I'm going to pray with y'all. I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to pray with you. Amen. Have you folks received the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues? Never have. Praise God. Would you like to today? Praise God. Would you like? She looks just like Ashley Durant, doesn't she? A little bit in her eyes. Amen. Praise God. Is this your husband? Praise God. Amen. Would you like to receive it today? Good, good. Okay, that's what's going to happen. Oh, now you're all nervous. Like, oh, man. Don't worry. Praise God. It's not like the spooky ghoul. Praise God. Sir, have you received the Holy Ghost before? Would you like to pray? I just want to pray with you and your family. How about you, sir? You have. Well, praise God. Your name is David. Nice to meet you. Did you enjoy the service today? Renew that Holy Ghost today. Amen. As we pray together. And I appreciate your starwardness. Praise God. Well, these folks are going to get the Holy Ghost. Amen. One, two. Amen. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. We had four last week. Thirteen plus four is, hey, we're getting close to fifty. Praise God. Uh, anybody else? You've never received the Holy Ghost before. You never have? Would you like to? Come on up here, son. Stand next to this couple. Praise God. Amen. You're going to receive the Holy Ghost right now, too. All right? Praise God. How old are you? Fifteen. That's a perfect age. And there's some cute chicks here, huh? Praise God. I play with young people. Now, listen to me. Some of the rest of you have some needs. Healing needs. Family needs and whatever it is. Now, I probably take longer in the altar call than I do preaching because I want to give some understanding. We're just not going to rush people down here. I want you to understand what's going to happen to you. This is what the Bible says. Now, pay close attention to those of you that are going to be praying for the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Bible says that the love of God, when he died on the cross, he sent back his love. The love of God is poured out or shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the Holy Spirit of God. The reason they call it a ghost, it's the spirit that left Jesus. Amen. And then came back into him and resurrected him. It's called the ghost, the spirit of the departed one. He sends back his spirit, that same spirit. Amen. When it comes into your heart, watch what happens. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So as the Spirit of God comes into your heart, into your spirit, amen, you're going to be expressing that, amen, by speaking in another language. Why did he choose tongues as a sign? Okay? It's more than accepting your Lord as a personal Savior or, you know, just saying a prayer and feeling good or crying. Amen. The reason he chose tongues as a sign is nobody can change your language. No one can make you say things if you don't want to. You can just be like a two-year-old and just close your mouth. But when he fills you with the Holy Ghost, all of a sudden you open your mouth, you begin to express, and you actually begin to be speaking in another language. That's why they call it tongues. It's another language. Now, the Bible says in the book of Acts, when the Spirit was poured out upon them, they were from all types of different countries, Parthians and Medes and Elamites and dwellers of Mesopotamia and Cappadocia and Pontus and Pamphylia and Phlegas, strangers of Rome, Jews, Greeks and Apostolites. These were from all different countries. And they said, we're hearing them speak in those languages. But these people were Jews that never spoke those different languages. When I was in Ethiopia... Amen. I was next to a lady, and she was speaking in English. She had no idea what she was speaking. 
Amen. I asked the pastor, I said, does she speak English? She said, no, she's Ethiopian. And she was saying, I am set free. My burden is lifting. The door is open. Just expressing herself to God. I thought, that is cool, dude. I was in Landmark, and this lady was speaking in tongues, and the missionary from Germany was standing next to me. He says, she is speaking in German right there. Paul says, though I speak with tongues of men and angels. I do not know what language you're going to be speaking, but it is being born again of the Spirit. Sometimes we say it's almost like baby talk because you don't even know what you're saying. But as you're expressing, you're going to know something's changing in my language. That's when the joy comes on to you and you're saying, wow, something's happening to me. I remember when I started speaking in tongues. Amen. I raised my hands. I started speaking in tongues and I just stopped. I said, oh, dude, that's rad. Just like that. Because I was from, you know, crazy, you know. Amen. I raised my hands again and just and I just let it go like a sentence. It was just I was just praising God in a different language. Amen. And that's what's going to happen to those of you right now. So don't be afraid. Amen. It's from the faith of your heart that God pours out His Spirit. I'm going to lay hands on each of you that are going to receive the Holy Ghost today. And that's the gift, amen, that God has given to me to pray with people to receive the Holy Ghost. But I'm taking my time today, just like this. The minute I laid hands on, boom, your face is glowed. You know why? Because it lifts all that depression and sorrow off of you. Amen. Now we let the Holy Ghost work in your life. Amen. Praise God. And that's what's going to happen for you all. But before we do that, would you all bow your heads with me? We're going to go to Calvary, and I see you uplifted, God, dying on the cross for my sins. And I thank you once again for your mercy and your grace, God. Each and every one of us are here, and we come from different walks of life and different stories that we could tell, God. But we're all hitching up right now to Calvary, God. And I thank you for the blood that you shed. And when I look up and I see that, I hear your words saying, forgive them, for they know not what they do, God. Some of us would be ashamed, God, if our stories were to be told, but it's under the blood right now. And I thank you for forgiveness, Jesus. I thank you for your mercy, God. And I thank you for what you're about to do, God. As we all repent and try to turn away from our flesh and our ideas and our lives, God, I pray, God, in just a few moments as we give you praise, God, that your spirit will be poured out upon us and you and angels, God, because they rejoice over one that repented, God. I thank you for the angelic host that will be here to minister to the saints of God with healing in their wings, God. I'm going to give you the praise and we thank you for it and we ask it in Jesus' name and everyone say, Amen. Everyone say, I believe. Do you know what's going to happen to you today? You're going to speak in tongues. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Do you know what's going to happen to you today when I lay hands on you? What? You're going to speak in tongues. You know what's going to happen to you? That's right. Do you know what's going to happen to you? You're going to speak in tongues. What's going to happen to you? Speak in tongues. What's going to happen to you? Speak in tongues. What's going to happen to you? <laughs> I'm getting excited already. What's going to happen to you, bro? Praise God. Amen. What's going to happen to you? You're going to speak in tongues. What's going to happen to you? I like that, man. Praise God. What's going to happen to you? What's going to happen to you? Amen. What's going to happen to you, baby? You're going to speak in tongues. Why did I ask you? Amen. Because Romans says, confession is made. Amen. Out of the heart to the mouth. Faith is in your mouth. Hey, church, you're about to see folks get the Holy Ghost here. Now, listen. 
I do not want you praying yet. Those of you that I'm going to pray for, don't raise your hand yet. I'm going to come to each and every one of you. Those in the back, amen, Brother Brown, if you'd like to come up, we can pray together, our ministers. Amen. I want you to keep praying. Don't leave church yet. Amen. It's it's uh, uh, 2 o'clock. We can have an outpouring by 2.10. Amen. Then we'll rejoice with these. Let me say something to the church. Amen. We'd like to begin the altar card situation. And what that is, is each one of these that receive the Holy Ghost, that we just get their names just for the sake of sending them something in the mail. So it's important that we start the altar card things. Amen. Everyone clap their hands to the Lord. Praise God. You ready, Sister Howard? You want to get some pictures up here? Praise God. Amen. Those behind, would you raise your hands right now? Amen. Not you up here. Amen. But those, why don't you begin to pray right now? Amen.
speaking in tongues right here. Come on, church. Let oh, God do it. Church, raise your hands now. 